This episode of The Sleeper and the Bus is brought to you by Out of the Park Baseball 19, the best baseball strategy game ever made. Available now on PC, Mac, and Linux platforms. It's officially licensed by MLB and the MLBPA, allowing you to take any team from any era, from any level, and run it the way you want with unprecedented depth, control, and authenticity. New features for this year include dramatic 3D ballpark and player improvements, an all-new tournament mode, allowing for infinite combinations, all new scouting systems, significant AI adjustments based on the latest trends, and so much more. Even better, if you order now through the Sleeper in the Bus podcast, you'll receive a special 10% discount off the retail price of $39.99 by going to OOTP Developments and clicking on the order banner. Just enter the code SLEEPER19 at checkout. Once again, just go to OOTPDevelopments.com, click on the order banner, then enter the code SLEEPER19 at checkout for a special discount that helps support the Sleeper and the Bust. Thanks. Welcome to episode 577 of The Sleeper in the Bus. It's Friday, July 20th. I'm your host, Paul Spohr, joined by Justin Mason. Justin, it's second half time. How's it going, man? Uh, it feels like we're in the off season right now because I've had so much time off. It's wild. I don't like it. Uh, I miss baseball every time the All-Star break happens. I, I start convincing myself on Sunday as the uh, Futures game is winding down. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'll take a break. I'm, I'm here for it. You know, watch the Home Run Derby, which I'm back in on now after the timed change i think that that makes the event infinitely better and it makes it actually watchable um and then i keep the all-star game on i was pretty riveted by that all-star game i'm not gonna lie um and not just for some of the stuff going on around it uh <laughs> but <laughs> then that wednesday hits and i'm like what do you mean no game scheduled what the hell are you talking about and then just one game yesterday which i thought was a makeup but apparently it was like a showcase game. Yeah. Like it, this, this was planned. Like how'd they draw the short end to not get that extra day off? Yeah, I, I don't like that. And for me, I, I want to see as many full slates as possible. And maybe Same. that's just me. I guess the average fan maybe prefers these kind of showcase games. But like I hate it in the NFL how they've like stretched it out where you know you've got a Thursday game and you've got the the Monday game and Thursday night football know. is the worst man i've literally never watched a whole one of those that they're, they're just awful they're yeah. just awful and so i refuse but yeah you know apparently that like i said apparently that one was a showcase game i think they have a five game set though cuz they will have a makeup game in this series i think it's a doubleheader on saturday don't quote me on that but baseball is back. We're good. We made it through. I always have these grand plans, too, of like, I'll watch this. I'll catch up on some of this. Yeah, right. I watched like 12 Good Place episodes and um, did work. First off, worked because it's not like we have we stopped working. Good Place uh, is a great show, too. It's an amazing show. I can't recommend it enough. It's like my third watch through. I just watched uh, a mediocre show called The Ranch. I've heard that. It's It's exactly that. It's like mediocre like solid i haven't watched it Uh, i tweeted out afterwards i was like you know that uh uh, ashton kutcher is a a goddamn inspiration because (laughs) if you can be that successful and mediocre at your job at the same time like it's like oh it's it's the dream right there didn't they have some controversy it's pretty keeping 
Yeah, it's pretty much my uh, my model though for my career here. So <laughs> just be as mediocre as possible and then find and success. see how much yeah. you can succeed. I like it. Yeah, no, like they uh, the uh, Danny Masterson's got some uh, yes some trouble because uh, he's quite an asshole in real life yep. apparently, which is yep. great on the show, but like that doesn't excuse the just atrocious behavior. No, there there was some stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know if. You guys can look that up and, and and check it out on your own, but it was it it, they, it forced the hand like it was that bad. It wasn't just like an offhanded it's, thing. It was the whole show serious. is pretty much just like a that seventy show reunion. You know, and that's not a bad thing because that yeah. that it's, show it's had some fun. excellent years. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but anyway, like I said, there was news surrounding it. There was kind of the off the field stuff. We're not going to get into the Josh Hader stuff. Like, there's mm-hmm. not really a whole lot to say. Um, you know. Yeah, I'm not even going to get into it. Mm -hmm. But then there was also the trade situation brewing at that time. So it's like a great game on the field. It's an exhibition, but it was enjoyable. It was I really enjoyed watching it. But there was stuff taking away from it. One negative one, at least interesting. I don't know if it's like trade news is necessarily positive, but it's fun. I love it. I think it's positive for us. So Manny Machado. What do you think about like the fact that like the league sent out or reportedly the league sent out like some sort of. Uh, like advice, like please don't trade someone before Wednesday, because <laughs> yeah, like well, because they wanted him to be their representative. I'm actually okay with that. Okay, because like, I want to see a trade to... mid game, mid All Star game, that'd like mid All Star game he where they walks across yes. the the diamond to the other dugout, changes wears, jersey, so, yeah. where somebody else is though, like so, like he t- puts on Stripling's jersey and goes and plays, uh, something like that. I'm fine with that with that rule of like, come on, let's just let's just do this because like, there's no need for them to get him on their team Tuesday or Wednesday, right? Or or Wednesday can, was fine, but to, Monday or Tuesday, there's no need. What, what what are you getting out of that? Let him be in the AL, represent the Orioles, and then you can get Machado on Wednesday, which they did, and. In true AO's fashion, there was a little hang up, and it's looking like, uh oh, maybe it's not going to go through because they're wild with medicals, uh, which is interesting. They seem so meticulous and interested in medicals, so and they injuries. can't keep any pitchers healthy. It's it's very weird. It's like I don't understand what's going on there. So Machado out to the Dodgers, and and a, a host of prospects headed back to the to the Orioles, headlined by Yusnel Diaz, and and he is absolutely the headliner. And it's um. Did you, you know, see his two home runs away. in that? Uh, in the I uh, did. Oh my god! And, and listen, this was a guy. This was one of the ones I really that really stood out to me in the in the fall league. I like using LTS. I don't think he's like an uber superstar in the making or anything, but I do think he's a you know major league you know full timer kind of not maybe middle of your order, maybe kind of the top of your order. I think it could be like a. Actually, they don't really put that. They they usually put the best hitters in the two hole now, but maybe like an old school two hitter where he can do like a bit of everything. I, I think the talent is is there to be. You know who he kind of reminded me of a little bit, and and the comp loses uh, some steam when you think of the body differences because Alex Rios is really tall, mm. and he's no, the I, I is like not. The, I like the skills though. I mean, that's... but that yeah, that sort of skill profile was what I was I was vibing, and so I like Diaz. His power is kind of the last thing to come, but he's also going to go to uh, to Camden. And once you get in the majors, your power jumps up, which we've talked about all year. So those two factors, coming to the majors and having your power jump just in general, and then in a great park, 
all of a sudden I think we're talking about mid twenties pop at, at fruition for using LTS. So he's a 2019 guy. I, I think I don't see any reason for them to really bring him up. He's in double a having a fine season. Maybe you let him have some time in Bowie for them and, and then pu- bump him to triple a, uh, the other guys, Zach pop, uh, Dean Kramer. Let's see if I can remember him from Ryland Bannon. Uh, can't remember the other ones. Sorry, guys. Yeah, but, I, I don't know enough about the the second. Diaz is the guy. Pieces, to, unless you're in Dynasty. Yeah, Diaz is the guy that that folks should be aware of. What do you? Th- but but for next year and beyond, anyway. What did you think of the deal here with uh, with Diaz going out there? And then we'll talk about Manny and what that means in in LA. I I know there were some uh some critiques of it that maybe Baltimore didn't get enough. Uh, really? Uh, yeah, I I disagree. I disagree. I mean, fully. they got five pieces. One that, well, Diaz doesn't have a super high ceiling. He actually has a pretty decent floor. So yeah. I mean, at, at worst, he's going to be in an everyday major league player. Um, and I don't think you're getting a, I don't think you're getting a Glaber level guy. Oh yeah, Bra- Bravik Valera was the guy from, mm. I missed. Um, I don't think you're getting like a top ten guy. No, um, but I mean, well, this is like he—he's walking more than he's striking out in Double mm-hmm. A. He's hitting for power. He's showing speed. I think he may lose speed later on in his career as he starts sure. to fill out. Uh, because yeah, I mean, he's six. They say he's six one one ninety five. I don't think he's one ninety five quite yet. Um, yeah. But uh, I think he is going to be a twenty twenty guy or at least close to that. Early on in his career, I mean, the question is, what's the hit tool going to look like when he gets up? Right now, it, in in the minor leagues, it's been great. He's hit for uh, 300 averages in both turns at AA uh, last year and this year. You assume he probably gets moved up to AAA after a little bit of time in the Orioles organization. And He's 21 be, years old. Yeah, we could be talking about this guy as uh, in the in the Baltimore outfield sometime next year. I will say, use Neil Diaz, raw speed sort of guy right now. Needs to figure it out on the bases. 24 steals, 30 caught. Maybe stealing isn't for you, bud. Yeah, he's maybe, 8 for maybe, 16 maybe it's not this year. <laughs> Until he figures out, you know, somebody teaches him and say, listen, you've got some speed to get it done, but you got to sharpen up those base running skills. Uh, maybe Chase Utley, after he retires, goes to be a coach out at Baltimore and, and can and can teach the ways of his excellent base running because he didn't have great speed, but he knew what he was doing on the bases for that, sure. That is so. going to happen too, right? I mean, Utley's going to end up as a bench coach somewhere, and, and we're going to have to look at really his good. stupid face for yeah. like another generation. He's, pro- he's probably going to be really, really good at it. They have a um, obviously an old-school card. A, a present-day card wouldn't be that great for Utley, which they do have, but he's not that good. They have an old-school one of – from Philly, you know, his best year. It's the sickest card in MLB the show. It, it's it's unbelievable. And like the numbers don't jump off. Like you don't look at it and say, well, oh, he's got ninety nine power or anything like that. It's not that. It's just the way the card plays. It's brilliant. So I love he's a Chase Hall of I don't. I don't. I tend to I tend to get my guidance from Jay Jaffe and kind of go from there. If you know if things are close, then I kind of make my own decision. Um this one it doesn't really look like it's there. And the the key there that that Jay talks about is the 2000 hits and how much how important that is of a hurdle that that Utley just didn't cross especially for and, a guy who played for so long and the, and there's no black ink which is uh leading the league in in stuff 
man, because like when you go to baseball reference or when it used to be on the back of baseball cards, it would be bolded uh, if you led the league and then bolded and italicized or no bolded italicized if you led the uh, majors bolded if you led your individual league. He has four pieces of black ink runs in 20, 2006, 131 and hit by pitches three times. Like that's so that's nothing, dude. Like there's no black ink. There's uh, not 2000 hits. It's just he was really good. And for some reason, I thought he got an MVP, which he did not. I'm looking now, of course, he did not get, get an MVP. I thought all three of them got one. But Howard and, and Rollins were he the only two to get stretch. one. That, that stretch from 05 to 09 it was, was fantastic. Super impressive. But then there was a pretty big fall off. Well, it was health too. Yeah. And and that's what robbed him there. That 31 to 34 those four seasons there where Utley played 115, 103, 83, 131, there's your 2000 hits. That's that's where cuz he has he has 1882 right now. And missing that time there was absolutely crucial because that's still not quite peak, but that's still very good. Chase Utley, because in those four years, he still had a 119 OPS plus. Whoa, you you totally missed some of the black ink, though. First in 2007, first in 2008, (laughs) first in 2009, and the current active uh, leader in hit by pitches. I did say that. You're oh, not listening. You? To oh, me. Yeah, I, I said I he had the runs, sometimes. and then three times he led hit by pitches. Oh, Those are his four bits of black ink. It's <laughs> That's hilarious. awesome. But yeah, it's a no for me. Um, you know, all of very good. Yep, all of very good. Absolutely, hundred percent there for for Utley. But let's get back to the Dodgers here, and they got Manny. Oh, quick thing, uh, Jace Peterson, Danny Valencia, probably going to kind of take care of uh, third whereas Tim Beckham's going to be the 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 full-time shortstop he was already getting full-time burn DFS since returning plays. at least uh well, yeah oh, so you like uh Valencia against lefties yeah he's just kind of always done that for his career Jace Peterson a little bit of a speed play like he's hitting so poorly but it is only 148 plate appearances he's hitting 185 if he gets some playing time and can kind of get to a 230-240, he could be a nice AL-only speed play. Uh, Tim Beckham, going to be back at short. I don't know if he was uncomfortable at third or anything. He, he hasn't he been good this year. He was super uncomfortable, he had said earlier on in the season. Uh, Peterson, uh, one of those guys who who is much better against right-handed uh, pitching, um, is always like one of those cheap guys in DFS if he's facing yes. a righty that I'm like, okay, I'll take a gamble on because he's only you know 2,300 you know, yeah. or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, Valencia again against lefties. Uh, and then I think, yeah, Tim Beckham moving back to short may be good for his value because he, he really has struggled at third base and, and has not liked it reportedly. And I mean, his bat has been worse than ever, actually. It's been so bad that baseball reference didn't even give him an OPS plus. That field is empty right now. <laughs> They're like, we couldn't calculate that on your 545 OPS. Um, I could see a little bounce back for Beckham. I, I had a little little interest in him this year after kind of uh, deep diving in the offseason and seeing that there were some things. It wasn't just the high BABIP. So I think some of it's his injury and, and maybe playing third. Just a, just a confluence of events that kind of had Beckham playing at his worst. Uh, I don't think he can be any worse. So I think at, at, at the least we'll see. I figured he hit like 240, 245, something like that. Uh, I, I mean, I didn't think he did 206, but I figured there'd at least be power. 
especially yeah, in that part. And I mean, yeah, the injuries I think have just totally sapped him. So uh, maybe a little bit of move over to shortstop makes him feel a little more comfortable. He can start hitting for some power again. But that, I mean, he's a deep league spec kind of guy. For sure. For sure. Uh, all right. So let's get out to uh, L.A. with Manny. Um, Don't care. This lineup. This lineup is so gross. I know that the Giants uh-huh. fan doesn't care, but you have to. Uh, obviously, he's going to play short, and that's going to really juggle things around. Now, I guess Cody Bellinger is have now. Have they full-time. said he's going to play short? Because... I think they've said he's. I think they've suggested he'll play both. But I'm looking at roster resources. Why make... not? Why not put him in third? Move Justin Turner back over to second, or I guess you can move Chris Taylor over to second. You got Muncie. Like you, they can do so many things. That's yeah. the thing. They can, they can do so much. With Puig on the DL, I think moving Bellinger to the outfield right this is now is so unfair. I, I, sometimes I hate baseball. It's just like, you know, this was a team that, in spite of losing virtually every member of their rotation, uh, is half a game At up in point. the most competitive yep. division, and they just got likely the best piece traded unquestionably I mean, the best piece and, well yeah. DeGrom pardon me pardon me if DeGrom gets traded but I mean I think Machado's better than DeGrom especially with the injury you know history and stuff so I mean obviously DeGrom could make a huge impact for a team that needs a pitcher and if he ends up in Milwaukee uh that could be a coup for them uh but at the end of the day like it's just I hate the Dodgers god damn like how do they stay under the luxury tax threshold at, I don't know. In, in the same time I um, do not know but uh, I don't think they this did. changes his value much uh maybe he gets you know a few more counting stats in the runs and RBIs but it's a worse park uh he's going to be in worse parks for the most part other than Colorado obviously in the NL West uh, what are his home road splits? Let me look. I haven't really looked at Machado's home road splits. Does he does he really lean on Camden? No, I mean I think he's got power that plays pretty much anywhere. Sure. But, um, I mean he does have a big split though, and everyone does. You know, most guys do better at home, just generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, for his career, he has eight eighty eight OPS at home, seven fifty nine on the road for Manny year. Machado. This year, it's at eleven forty. Oh my goodness! It's eleven forty-seven ninety-seven. Yeah, seventeen home runs in Hot Camden, dang. seven on the road in the same amount of games. Three sixty average versus two seventy-four average uh, home road. I mean, I, I still think he's going to be fine, and uh, like I, I, I'm pretty much saying this is equal value. He's he may lose a few home runs, but gain some RBI and, and runs scored. Uh, you know, for me, the question is how much does he steal? Like that, like if the Dodgers let him run, then maybe his value shoots through the roof. That would be nice for the the teams that have him now. He's obviously going to be a game changer in NL only leagues. Um, I'm you're going I'm, all in, right? Yeah, I, I've in my I think only NL only league this year. Yeah, it's my only NL only league this year. I have the hammer. I've got. Uh, oh dang! I've been I've been saving saving my fab, waiting, missing out on the Max Muncies of the world. Yeah, uh, and I have nine hundred and thirty five of my thousand dollars. Second uh, has nine hundred and thirty four dollars. So every single penny going it in paid off on Machado. It paid off very well done. It's going to be huge for me. Um. The Dodgers are 26th in steals with 31. So they're not running wild. Probably not really any reason to let Machado do much. He might 
he might get another five to six. I would I wouldn't expect too much. So uh, he'll debut tonight against the Brewers. Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, they, their offense is ridiculous, but that's kind of the Manny Machado deal. Let's move on. There was another big deal. This one just kind of boom. this one's actually they, more they, interesting for fantasy. They they were mentioned, and then it was here it is like i i i saw cleveland is looking at brad hand oh now they have brad hand like it was for at least for me I, maybe they were on the radar much before that but i literally heard about it the day before that they were they were really looking at it and then it was done brad hand and adam simber little righty uh uh side armor type adam simber c i m b e r adam simber <laughs> never heard of her Adam, 20, 27 year old relief prospect or now, relief pitcher. Uh, who cares? He's having a nice season. They need they need all the bullpen they can get. So it, I, actually, I wouldn't sleep on it. You saying who cares? I I think they should care because it's a nice little, a little extra sure, bit there yeah. for Francisco Mejia, big time prospect. Um, I didn't realize Mejia was was so uh, big in in the prospect market this this previous season. The the fact that he peaked at five for Baseball Prospectus, eleven for MLB. 15th for us, 20th for Baseball America. He's a catcher with a 70-grade uh, hit tool. Um, yeah, I mean, I like just... it's a, he's a le- he's got a legit uh, hit tool, legit bat. He, he, there's a huge problem though for fantasy, and like this is the like the big discrepancy between fantasy and real baseball, especially in the prospect world. Is he is a really interesting, really nice prospect in real baseball. In fantasy, not so much. There are serious concerns that he cannot catch at the major league level. And if he moves off of catcher to another position, whether it's third where he's played a little bit or in the outfield where I think he's more likely projected, uh, he's no longer interesting for fantasy because he's got probably like... doesn't play. Yeah, he's got like 40-grade power at the most, and he can't steal any bases, so... You're talking about an average only bat. Uh, this is like this is where you right now need to like, and that now he's moving to to Petco. Like this isn't a good park either for him. So like, uh, with Austin Hedges there and his elite defense behind the plate, I can't imagine he he supplants Hedges even if he can rake. Um, exactly. And so and that's, it's, that's it's, what I'm worried about. Uh, yeah, I mean. I know there were some people super excited about the trade uh, on, on Twitter. For me, from a fantasy perspective, this is not a good trade for uh, Mejia. It's not a uh, it's not a guy you want to go out and buy. Really, this is a guy to go sell right now if uh, if you have shares because people are going to be excited that he might have a place to play. I don't think he does, and uh, even if he did, I don't think it would be that uh, enticing. Well, here's the thing. If he's catcher eligible right now, he is worth a he's look. Not, Francisco though. Mejia is, be, and, and since he's not, then, then yeah. I think some leagues in have fan tracks, it. yeah, fan tracks has allowed you to add him catcher eligibility, but outside of okay. that, he he played too many games at DH last year. Yes, yeah. he's, he's util only. He's utility only for Francisco Mejia, which really cuts his value. But if but if you do play in a league where y'all have finagled it, but but standard rules say no catcher. But if you enter in a league where he does have catcher, okay, then there is value there because I think he is going to get some playing time, um, a little bit behind the dish, maybe some outfield, maybe some third base against righties because uh, Villanueva can't hit righties. So, 
So I'm interested to see what Mejia can do with with some burn here in San Diego. Because, I see it, but I don't know that he's up right now. They've already got three catchers on the 25 man roster. Like, like, but he won't be playing catcher that much. Oh man! And who are they besides Hedges? Uh, uh, AJ Ellis uh, and Rafi Lopez. I mean, so they have one one catcher. Yeah, they have Hedges. Um, like AJ Ellis. But like, like are they really going to put him in the outfield when they've got Hunter Renfro and Franmil Reyes still sitting on the bench? I'm, I don't know. I think they, I think they send him down to AAA and just tell him to work on catching, and we see him in 2019. Maybe we see him at September call-ups, but he's not going to be up in the next month and a half. It would be my guess. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not that high on on Francisco Mejia, so I hope I he gets up so I can not either. take a look at him. But watch, he'll and come up me, and it's... hit 20 fucking bombs in the second half, and I'll look like a jackass <laughs> again. It's more like. Uh... I've kind of got him in the in the more to 50, forty to fifty range. I guess that's why I was so surprised that he was a top twenty guy. I just, I don't know. It's just not clicking for me. And I'm not a huge, you know, uber prospect guy. So so take that for what it's worth. Saw him at the Arizona Fall League, and he was actually fine. He performed well there, and and you could kind of see the hit tool. I just I don't know. Is this another guy who adds power at the majors because of the environment? And then all of a sudden we're looking at at these like uh, you know teens sort of uh pop in in the minors is now playing up into the 20s that that's the one thing i am going to be cautious of of not uh, getting too crazy on francisco mejia's power because of how many guys we've seen come up and have their power change now uh brad hand and simber leave well, real quick before we move on from from here i just want to mention something. i don't know if i've ever mentioned this on on this podcast before this never invest in dynasty league catching prospects agreed just just don't just don't, just don't mess with don't do it like prospect it, catchers i think ever. people like see guys like this and they wait on them forever and then this is kind of stuff that happens no ca- catchers are the worst i would i would not get involved either i'm not going to be on this on this mejia train open to you know, changing my assessment if he does get called up and, and get some playing time because I do want to get you know it's an incomplete um, look at him right now. It's a, it's sure. a few at bats, but people are going to go and crazy reading. if he gets called up. Like people are going to be like, they can have look, fun. he's here. They can have fun. Um, so the closer vacancy should be pretty much a slam dunk. Kirby Yates, yeah, until he gets traded. Yeah, because he's thirty-one, so they they could flip him as well. They're they're great at flipping relievers. Uh, they cultivate relievers left and right. Obviously, Kevin Towers was kind of known for it. Um, rest in peace. He, he's he's obviously unfortunately moved on. Be, this 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 mortal coil, as it were. But but for whatever reason, San Diego can still just cultivate relievers no matter what. And we're seeing guys, Simber himself, Brad Hand was a reclamation. Um, and then Kirby Yates, he looks great. So if they flip him, they should be able to get something decent, like a nice a nice little piece there. But he's going to close in the interim. And uh, again, he's been fantastic. 143 ERA, .88 whip with 11.5 strikeouts per nine. He's only allowed one homer all year. So keeping the ball in the yard has been, been instrumental to his success. Let's, let's say... They don't trade him, okay? Let's just. And they don't have to. They've got him under control for another like two years. Yeah. Although that's what makes him valuable. That's how they got such a top prospect for Hand and Simber was because Hand has years, and I would imagine Simber does too. But he's kind of 
off to the periphery. We'll see if he can keep it going. Be, I mean, he's a rookie right now, but he's a 27-year-old rookie. But, you know, hats off to him. He's been great this year. Uh, but hand, obviously, the draw. So Yates would have another similar sort of draw of saying, listen, you're getting this guy for, for a while. Let's let's get us a, a legit prospect here. Let's, let's uh, assume a scenario where they don't. What kind of closer does he look like to you, uh, Kirby Yates? I think uh, he could be very Brad Handish in terms of right. value. Uh, he's been fantastic this year. Uh, he was pretty good last year as well, not nearly as good, but uh, he's cut down on the walks. The homers have just stopped, and that's uh, you know that's sure, been a huge part. I'm sure that's partly Petco influenced, um, but I you know I mean strikes out eleven and a half per nine. Uh, he's not allowing any home runs. He's got a 50% ground ball rate. The question becomes, as San Diego, I assume San Diego is going to continue to sell pieces. Um, sure. You know, I believe they've got uh, Chase Headley's a free agent after this year. Uh, Freddie Galvis is a free agent. Uh, Tyson Ross is a free agent. Um, and that's in AJ Ellis. So, uh, Clayton Richards, 34. I mean, you know, they, he's only got one not- year left. So, like, There's not much they have to keep locked down. They should try to trade Hosmer. I mean, they can't, but it'd be funny no. if they did. <laughs> so, I, just, I feel bad for Sammy. <laughs> oh, oh poor, yeah, poor Sammy. Uh, yeah, it's going to turn, though. It's They've got a great system. How they many start... games are they going to win the rest of the way? Like, they've overperformed so far. Uh, I would I would agree. They're they're forty and fifty nine. That's not good when you're forty and fifty nine and you're being called an overperformer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's not going to be that good. But you know, NL saves only. are saves, and and I, I think you got to go out. Let's and say you get don't him. have the hammer in an NL only. Like, how much are you putting on Kirby Yates if he's still out there? I mean, it, assuming saves are a big need, I'm I'm going to put a little. I'm gonna put a decent chunk. I, I'm not going to go all out because he could get flipped, and it is a terrible team. So I'm probably going to be, I don't know, maybe like 30, 40% of what I have left if I've, if I've got a dire saves need. You know, the sneak tip might be to, although he could get traded as well because he's 34 and not going to be there for long, but Craig Stammen, because if Yates does get moved, then Stammen moves up, but then he could get traded. And then I don't, Phil Hughes is closing. And then put all of your budget on Phil Hughes because he's amazing. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know Phil what... Phil Maton would be an interesting guy. Yeah. Uh, like for me... I think if they really wanted like a closer to the future that's already in the uh, on the organization, it's Phil Maton. And he was really good last year uh, with his skills, except for homers. They were that was the biggest issue. He allowed ten homers in forty three innings. Well, this year he hasn't allowed any in in twenty two innings. So that's been an improvement for the twenty five year old Phil Maton. Uh, he has amped the walks instead, though. So you can tell that maybe he's trying to eliminate the homers and instead not finding the zone as much, but I'll take that trade off to be honest. I'd I'd rather you not walk. I'd rather you walk the world a little bit than give up a 2.1 Homer per nine. So that's probably too much time on the San Diego situation. Our bullpen report does have it. Yates, Stammen, Maiton. So there you go. Those are the three we covered. Let's jump out to Cleveland because this is really interesting with Brad hand going out there and Simber again, Simber off to the side, maybe AL only if you needed an innings filler who could, who could give you or a ratio filler uh, who could give you some help, throw a buck or two on him. He's been great this year. 9.5 strikeouts, whatever, whatever Brad hand comes in now into this muddled situation. And I think he should get the job. I don't know if he will really I feel like they'll, pro- they'll pro- why, why shouldn't he Cody Allen's terrible. 
that that no. bullpen has been an absolute nightmare. Why yeah. why shouldn't he? I guess he should. Oh man, he absolutely should. Especially once you get Miller back, then you have the two lefties. You don't have to worry about having one for the middle innings, and and that's part of why Miller Do never you think really he gets will, the job. Though? Like I mean, that's... yes, yes. Oh. I don't think they trade their best prospect for a setup guy. Granted, you know, setup guys today it's not the same sort of thing of like a, 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 a true hierarchy. Like the setup guy can be better than the closer. And maybe they go for that, but I don't think they have to because once they get Miller back, they've got they've got two Millers and, and an Allen at that point. You keep Miller in his role, you you have Allen. And here's the thing too, it probably just becomes a muddled situation further where they share. If yeah, it's three righties in, coming that's up, what I think Allen happens. will probably get some chances. But I think Hand should be the one A guy. He should be the one that you're looking to get in there. But if there's two key lefties in the eighth inning. And you just got to get him in there. But that's fine. And I guess they have but, Ollie Perez as a lefty in the bullpen right now, though. I mean, yeah, they'll be fine with that. Like the, the I think the this is up. a straight up committee. I, I think they're going to play the matchups, uh, and you know, Hand will get one side, Allen will get the other, and um, maybe maybe Hand gets a little bit more than he should uh, because he's been the better pitcher, but. Francona feels to me like one of those guys who's just going to stick with his guy until the wheels completely fall off. They're off. He's been a nightmare. 466. Like, I know that... Some of it's been buoyed by that one really bad outing. He had a 325 before that, though, and a 325 ERA for a closer... It's not good, but it's it's not awful. No, I mean, but it's pretty bad for a top quote. Like it's it's almost like a four fifty ERA for a starter, which is like okay, you know. There's and people are going to yell at me on Twitter about you know saying this. Like this is not like like in in an ideal world, if managers were smart, um, like obviously Brad Hand has been the better pitcher. You give him the role, but this is not how it operates in Major League Baseball, and so. Like I just have this feeling. I would actually go the other way, though. I would say like the the optimum way is to well, have, yeah, just play the matchup. We've seen a lot of it mm-hmm. where the the best reliever is kind of the middle, the fireman guy, because fireman role is really emerging. But again, really going to be interested to see when exactly Miller's coming back. I'm trying to pull up some news he, on that. I right know now. he was just uh, about to should start be activated rehab, right? next few weeks, and that yeah. was as of yesterday with that news. So. He's, he's been dominant. He was dominant in his rehab debut, and they're saying it's, they're going to give him kind of the full rehab, and we'll see where Andrew Miller is. So, if you're in an AL only, I would go r- pretty big on hand because. Well, I've got the hammer in my AL only. Look at you. I mean, do you need saves? I don't know. I'm going I'm to go find out because I, I do think that that he's going to get a, a fair share of them, and I think there's a, a path where he just takes the job outright. And by the way, I'm not just going to talk ERA on, on Cody Allen because I'm sure people are screaming about that. Like, well, it's just ERA and it can be inflated by a six earned run outing. It's 1.4 homers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and homers, homers have continually been an issue. He's at 1.2 or higher the last three, or excuse me, 1.1, 1.2, 1.4. Those are the of last three years for Cody I don't Allen. Need saves. Well, <sighs> you could trade it. It, it. Does it make more sense for you to get him and, and trade hand in your league? Or. Maybe trade some of that fab for a piece and let the 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 saves needer, you know, the person who really needs saves, let him kind of do it. Yeah. What makes more sense? 
Yeah, I mean, it, and I it, the thing is, at least what it looks like is the American League aren't going to get the prizes that exactly. people in the National League or teams it's set. National League, yeah, because it's all get. it's all it's all set, and and I just. I don't know if there's going to be anything better that's going to come across. You've got to think the two teams in the AL East, they want to win the division. They don't want to be in that play-in game. uh, But what are they going to get? Pitching. Pitching. But what pitching? Michael Fulmer. He's in the AL. DeGrom? Why why aren't the Red Sox? The Mets Mets aren't going to do it, and I don't think the Red Sox have the pieces. Dave Dombrowski has depleted that. That's what he does. Yeah. You're, you're welcome, Red Sox fans. Have fun. Yeah, I'm um, trying to think of who else might who else might be on. Like the problem is like for for as few teams that are in the race in the American League, like everybody's in the race in the National League, and so like yeah. teams aren't selling. It seems like Arizona is not going to sell. And no, of course not. Know, Colorado for, probably you know they're they're not going to. St. Louis is on the cusp. They could. They could move some pieces, Good. but even at even at forty eight, forty eight, I don't think Washington's going to. No, they, well, so. I mean, God, they should just sell Bryce Harper. <laughs> that would be kind of wild. That would be what so. What could you so, get? So I mean, wild. if you just saw what we saw, uh, amplify uh, whatever. Yeah. Well, and again, coming off the home run derby win, and I mean, he could be. And, he could part be of huge. the thing with the Machado was that the 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 cost was defrayed a little bit by by quantity. And it, you know over over quality. So if you if you don't get five guys, then the Usnel Diaz piece becomes something higher in the in the Mejia range in terms of of prospect lists. So it'd be like a top fifteen guy uh, plus maybe another guy or two for Bryce Harper. So anyway, that's that's where those two trades are. Um, I think they're both pretty interesting. It's the start of trade season. I can't wait this next eleven days. Are there Hopefully, anything, we get a lot of action. Any players, especially like. Maybe backup closers. I get this question a lot right now. That you are investing in right now with the chances that you know certain teams' closers get traded. Like, are you investing like in a Trevor Hildenberg, um, or uh, a Trevino, or uh, you know whoever? See, I don't think they're trading Trinan. Why? Why would they do that? I mean, it's just been you know one of the guys. No, that I, I, I know you're about. not. I know you haven't. Prop- well, I mean, I, idea, I, like, I did earlier on in kind of the trade season because it didn't look like the A's were going to compete. and But now it's like maybe they don't because though who knows with the A's, man. The A's, they should get, they A's should will get trade anybody at any time. I, I That's true. But I, I think they should get Britain and, and get the righty-lefty version of, of oh, God, that would be one so another. Um, and and it because would cost that, them that, nothing. That's the thing. He's cheap because he's a rental and struggling. So if you check the medicals and they like what they see, go get Britain and cover that because it's a weak staff. It's a weak ass staff, man. I mean, I love Edwin Jackson. I hope he does well tonight. But like, I know, I know the deal here. Oh, Kyle's here. Hey, oh, Kyle. God. Does oh, Kyle God. get traded? Like, I, I don't like. Well, I hope so. To the, uh, to the Japanese league. I hate you. Just trade it, trade it overseas <laughs> for whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, no, I, I don't really see, you know, because, like, who are you going to take for the White Sox when, when Soria gets traded? Do you want Juan Manaya? What about, like, um, like hasn't uh, Familia been rumored to be traded? Okay, and then Robert Gazelman? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I mean, Gazelman's probably owned in any place. I like Gazelman, by the way. I but do yeah, too. he was getting some love. Uh, uh, you know, what about Rossiel Iglesias gets that's moved? That's what I was going to bring up next. Yeah. Like, I know everybody's like Jared Hughes would be the next man up, but Lorenzen has been the best reliever, not named Iglesias, in that on that team. Yeah, I like Lorenzen. I still think there's there's a chance that he could end up. In a, in a ninth inning role at, at some point. What is he, just 26 still? Yeah, 26 years old. He's been really good this year. Also hits yaks. Um, he does, which is awesome. Um, I do think Hughes might get another shot because he already has six saves, and it might just be kind of a, we've seen him do it, let's let him get the shot. Mm-hmm. So I do think that's the guy to spec on. But yeah, if see, I'm specking on Lorenzen. If you he, wanted to take the dollar later flyer. In the games now. Um yeah, I think Lorenzen's the guy to to spec on there. Uh, obviously, Jordan Hicks because Bud Norris mm-hmm. could if they if they start to move a few pieces, Bud Norris is good as gone. Yeah. And after that article, they they I'm sure they'd love to get rid of Bud Norris. Yes. Who wouldn't? You yeah. should always be looking to get rid of Bud Norris, pretty yes. much in any situation whatsoever. So uh, Joe Jimenez uh, in 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 your Detroit, if he's uh, been dropped since Shane Green's come back. Uh, yeah, Green could get flipped for sure. Uh, that's I think a really easy one. I think everybody expects Green to get flipped, and Jimenez has looked really good this year. He has, and he, he made the All Star game, so uh, so credit yeah. to him there. Uh, all right, we got to pick up the pace a little bit. We actually spent an hour on those trades almost. Oh my and, god, uh, we have a whole we have a whole show plan here. So <laughs> we haven't Gary been Sanchez, able to watch baseball, so we're just like talking. We're just about like it. Yeah. Uh, we're finally salivating over being able to talk about it. Um, Gary Sanchez is activated. Uh, just. Quickly, what do you think his second half looks like? Do you, do you see a it's bounce got, back? Yeah, it's got to be better than it was. I mean, uh, is like, it is it Uber Gary though? Like, does it come all the way back in your? I... Let's assume a modicum of health, but let's assume the health piece is in order. This DL stint got him right. Let's just assume that because obviously a, a further injury would muddy everything up. So let's just assume Sanchez is healthy. How good is he in the second half? Uh, two sixty, and he hits another. 13 home runs. Okay. Pretty damn okay. good for a catcher. Yeah, because then, you know, that's like a stone's throw from 275 and 20. Yeah. Like, if he go, if he goes off, um, I guess you said 13 homers, seven more would be a lot. But, um, well, I mean, yeah, we okay. got a okay. shorter second half this year, yep. so... Yep, I think that's that's right. Um, next up, speaking of closers, Brandon Morrow to the DL. Um, Pedro and Strobe. So Pedro Strope, he got the first save yesterday. Uh, Carl Edwards Jr., my doppel, my bo- another one of my body doppelgangers is out there. But Strobe looks like he's going to be the guy. It, it doesn't look like it's going to be a, a major long-term injury anyway. But um, there's always one around the corner with Brandon Morrow. That's that's the problem, you know. And he did have an MRI on Thursday on the biceps. And let's see. Um, there's stuff in there. Morrow said there was "quote unquote" stuff in there, though Ouch. nothing that would require a long-term shutdown. This is a new one, but it's manageable. Awesome. <laughs> There's stuff. Okay, in there. maybe that is a little bit more. I, I read some stuff on Twitter that was kind of downplaying it. I'm a little bit more concerned reading that, especially with him just saying like, "Ah, this is a new one." That's stuff in there. Um, Strope. What kind of uh, what kind of investment would you put on Strope? I think I am about on par with Yates because yeah, you know Yates may have the the role locked down, but that team is awful and they're not going to win a lot of games. And he can get flipped. You're, you, I mean, your point yeah. 
was was perfect that he could just get flipped right away as well. Whereas, the, I mean, it's more of a risk reward proposition with Strope and the Cubs, but the Cubs are good and they're going to win a lot of these close games. Uh, and if he's the guy closing, and he, he's been very good this year, you know, two fifty he ERA. He's not giving up home runs. Uh, the walks have come down a little from last year. Uh, strikeouts have come down a little bit too, but. Like, I just don't think there is – I mean, I guess Carl Edwards Jr. could get a little bit of work, but ultimately I think Madden sticks with Strope. He's been kind of the, you know, the – Yeah, I think guy. it's Strope's job. Uh, by the way, one team we didn't mention, Texas. Keanu Kella, Jake Diekman getting looks. Jose LeClerc could be a guy that if you're speculating – Is LeClerc still, walk, uh, still walking the world? Yes, 14%. Uh, but he does have a 36% strikeout rate, which is very nice. Uh, he's allowed a 133 average. And you, you're like, okay, well, that's, that can't last. And you're probably right, but he had a 146 last year. And oh, a I, I believe the year before. that. Like, he's just, exceedingly you, difficult to hit, and he doesn't give up any homers. So the walks. You watch him pitch, and he is he's dynamic when he can find the zone. The problem is, stuff is he gross. rarely can find the zone. His 95 plays up. Because it, it looks like, and obviously 95 is, is nothing to sneeze at, so I'm not trying to act like he's some soft tosser who has to, you know, maneuver some effective velocity. It's just that when I'm when I'm watching him, I think it's because it plays off of an 81-mile-per-hour split finger. And <laughs> His 13.6% walk rate has come down considerably from 20% last massively. year. He's greatly improved, and 20% the year before, by the way. So he had 60 innings of 20%, so down to be being at 14% it actually is an improvement. That's Jose LeClerc out in Texas. He's a really interesting spec because I think if you do it now for a dollar to this weekend and then you see if Kayla or Diekman gets traded, you don't have to pay full freight. I, on, you know, I when don't everyone's think going they for do. Yates. I mean, I, I, Why I, think, they, I, th- I think Why would Diekman, you keep those guys? I think Diekman – it doesn't – Kella have a couple years of control left. I don't think people are yeah, going to be that, willing to pay the that's, price. That's why you trade them, though. I, I I don't know, man. You can get you can get teams to pay, and this 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 is not the time who, to do it. Who needs who needs to pay that much for a closer right now? That's competing. That, I mean, Cle- Cleveland just did. Well, I know, but now that Cleveland has done it, like the Astros don't need it. The Yankees don't need it. The Red Sox don't really don't need I could, it. I could see the Astros buying a a, a big relief arm still. Uh, Although I, it would be a lefty, th- it would be Deekman. Yeah, and they're gonna go cheaper because they have such a stacked bullpen. So they're gonna they'll get I don't the think one. Kayla's gonna cost that much. He's that many I mean, years he's good through twenty two. You know, it's a few years, but he's twenty five, which is not old. I mean, he's he's good. But like, what do you think he's really going to draw? You think he draws the same as Hand? Because like, maybe not. We the can't exact sleep same, on but... Simber just because Simber isn't fantasy relevant. So it was two players. It wasn't just Hand for Mejia. So it was two players. So unless you're getting Kayla and Deekman, I don't think you're paying a Mejia type. I don't know. I don't want to get lost in the weeds on Texas's closer because All we've right. got so much more to cover. Hour number two uh, of the podcast. Let's go. Shohei Otani cleared to resume throwing. <laughs> Boy, this is going to make some people feel bad that cut him. Like I, I, I cut him. I'm not as concerned, at least not no. yet. It's the first step. If it, if I'm, I'm going to hate everyone who told me to cut him, though. They're Even nine though I made games, my own decision. They're nine games behind the Mariners uh, for for the wild card. Like this is a team that is going. 
Like I, I know they're saying, well, he's going to resume throwing this. This has all the like signs of like he's going to get shut back down. Like why? Why are they even like letting him throw right now? Like what do the angels have? Wait, 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 wait. We don't have enough info to like act like they need to just pack it in. I mean, if he's if they're, he's they're nine looking games good back from the second wild card, like just that's let not the guy. Let that's the guy not, rest. That's not that much. I, I don't think you would just pack it in if you have a chance to bring Otani back. No. Seattle this is, is not a bad. fifty-eight and thirty-nine team. No, but you've also got Oakland, who, who I, they're awesome. I like Oakland. They're six games up on the Angels right now. Okay, uh, the fact that there's two teams, I think, is a bigger deal to me than the nine. Than the than the nine game aspect. Uh, this is just. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not surprised the Angels are doing this, but like, this is your franchise player. You know, other. I mean, you know, the pitcher version. Uh, You're not going to make any more damage, though. He's not like. You're not. He's, he's no. Okay. Like, he probably already needs to. Like, what 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 more damage are they going to do? He's oh, playing I, yeah, right yeah. now anyway, so you're not changing the timeline. It's not like if, it's he, had not like sur- he, either... if he had surgery a month ago, they you know would have been. But 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 he wasn't going to because yeah. he's hitting. So I'm saying like you're not changing the timeline at all. Of course you try to bring him back. And again, we deal with a lot of incomplete information here. We think just pack it pack it up and and you know get ready for the future. If they see him and he's he's feeling better and they have a chance to get some innings out of him, you're looking at Heaney, Skaggs, Otani. That's a that's a nice you it's know a top really three nice there. top of your rotation. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I just well, let's see how this goes. I'm like you. We looked at it. And we said, okay, let's see more than just throwing progression or whatever the hell. It is. What do you would you expect if he even comes back in terms of his workload? Like, will they let him go deep into games? Will I mean, they're not letting him go that deep as it as it is already. So he's still going to be a five six inning sort of guy. Um, I, I don't think I would expect that to greatly change for Otani. I would still see, you know, five, six innings mostly. And then if he's healthy and he's able to pitch, like he's still going to get seven innings when he, when he's capable of it, but he's going to work in that 90 to 100 pitch range. Um, see, my, my yeah, fear would like, be they wouldn't even let him go that far. Well, like, we're, we're not anywhere near there yet. So let's, yeah. let's, uh, let's see where it's at. Would you go back out and get him? Because he did get cut in a lot of leagues. I mean, the upside's worth it, yeah. I mean, this is a guy who's shown top 10 skills. And mm-hmm. you're not going to find that on the waiver wire. You just It's just not going to happen. So, yeah, you go out and grab him right now with the hopes that if he does return in a week or two or, you know, whenever, and uh, that he is what we saw. Uh, I'm super skeptical, but... It's a lottery ticket, and it's one that could pay off huge if it hits. I just don't really buy that it's going to pay off. I don't really think it is either, but I don't fault them for taking this this plan because if you're playing them anyway, you might as well see if you can get Otani to throw. Um, all right, let's talk some second-half breakouts, rebounds, and bold predictions. Uh, we got two, two uh, breakouts each, and these are just guys that are going to come through in the second half with, with big – Big second half uh, production here. Not necessarily guys that were struggling or anything like that. There was no threshold for that. Just guys that are going to be awesome. And then the rebounds, obviously, they're the ones who are struggling. They're going to bounce back. And then bold predictions, you guys know what those are. So let's start with your hitter breakout in the second half. Speaking of San Diego, 
Mm-hmm. Mr. Will Myers, talk to us about him. He's been amazing since coming back. You think he's going to continue to uh, to beast out? Yeah, I mean, this is a guy I really liked coming into the season. He uh, did. He was, you know, went 30-20 last year, 28-28 the year before. Uh, right now, actually hitting for some average. I don't necessarily expect that to stick around, uh, you know, as he drops back to like 250 for an average. Wait a minute. That's, okay. He might drop back, but this is why you loved him. Because you talked about how he's 30-30. Well, he wasn't 30. 28-28, 30-20. He's got power speed, bad batting average. But if you catch if you catch the right season, you can get a little batting average spike. And so, you know, again, it's a small sample. It's 135 plate appearances. But this this is exactly why you favor these guys with the with the Uber counting skills. Average has variance. Who are good hitters and average has great variance. So that's why Will Myers was somebody you were targeting. Obviously, he got hurt again, unfortunately, but he looks great since coming back. Continue on, Will Myers. No, he's been absolutely crushing it since he uh, has come back. Um, And there's no reason to think that as long as he stays healthy that he won't continue to hit bombs. They let him run. uh, And, you know, it's. I just think he right now is kind of a – because he's in San Diego, because he's missed so much time with injury – People aren't really paying attention to what he's been doing since the return. Uh, and like this is a guy that could go off in the second half, and we're, we're looking at a guy that still you know, goes, what, like 2015 or something, or even you know, greater than 2015 uh, you know, for the full season. And mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, where the hell did that come from? Uh, yeah, Will Myers, I think, is one of those guys that I'm going out to try and buy right now if I can. I like it, um, and some folks might be thinking that they're selling high because he's been performing well coming off the injury, and there is still injury risk. You're buying that, but sure. I think I think it's factored and into the price, the price to the down. point. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So don't get too hung up on that. That's why he. That's why Will Myers doesn't cost as much as he might normally. All right, so my guy is, uh, is Xander Bogarts, and I really love what he's been doing very quietly. Uh, you mentioned when I named him as my guy, you're like, we haven't really talked about him this year, and we haven't. And we probably should have because he's been having a good year, but it's just been kind of quiet excellence. He's got an 889 OPS, which is currently a career high, 284, 353, 535 with 16 homers. That's already more than he hit all of last year. And he played a full season, 635 plate appearances. He had 21 back in uh, uh, 2016. It's looking like he can push that. Uh, I think we're going to get into the mid-20s this year. Uh, obviously, if this pans out to the level that I'm talking about with Bogarts, it, it definitely is, or else it wouldn't really be that much of a second half. He has the rare power and average combo. This, I think this is still a superstar in the making, by the way, Xander Bogarts. And it might not be in the second half, but I think we could see this big second half that sets him up as the big hype beast next year, where everyone's like, okay, we saw it. Now he's going to have that full, crazy season I, I love Xander Bogarts, and I just think he's a little bit of an underrated star talent, and uh, I would be wanting to get him everywhere. It, it wouldn't be wouldn't be cheap to go buy him, but I mean I'm into it, right? I don't I don't think you're buying on on a profile that's going to regress back to his previous levels. I think this is going to maintain or improve. So if you are looking for a big offensive centerpiece in a deal, I like Xander Bogarts. What do you think of uh, the 25 year old shortstop in Boston? Uh, I love Bogarts, and uh, I wish I had gotten more shares of him coming into the season. Uh, my only concern is where did the stolen bases go? Yeah, they kind of fluctuate, right? I mean, because he's been, um, a, he's been a double-digit guy each of the last or previous three seasons. And and sharp, by the way. Mm-hmm. 10 of 12, 
13 of 17. Last year, 15 of 16 for Bogarts. You love that. This year, two for three. So that's a fair question. Is it because he's hitting so kind of far down in the lineup? They've got him hitting, you know, fifth most most nights. And and so many extra base hits, too. Maybe just, yeah. you know, maybe there's just not as many opportunities to go. Maybe it's an Alex Cora thing, new manager. So um, already got 26 doubles for the year. He had 32 last year. He can just abuse that that green monster too. I, I just I love Bogarts, so this is I just, do too. Uh, and I would totally. I mean, you're not going to get a discount or anything like that, but no, um, he's totally worth uh, buying in on. It just, Let me uh, repeal the 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 Cora thing because Benintendi's 17 for 18, Bradley 11 for 11, very yeah. nice, and uh, Betts 18 for 20. So Bradley sneakily turned things around. He did, and you know you're going to look at a 210 average. He could have been one of our rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought about we him. We didn't pick him, yeah. but yeah, you could you could go with him. Uh, yeah, it is interesting that Bogarts isn't running. Maybe it's a personal choice. I don't know if any of his, uh, you know, ha- he hasn't really had major injuries that have taken him off the field. But I feel like at times he's played through injuries too, to where it's like, why isn't Xander Bogarts hitting better? Didn't he have like a thumb one year? I don't know if that came from. From base from base running or anything like that, I'm, well, I'm he's totally got 40, speculating. Forty four singles this year, um, yeah. And how many of them were with people on base in front of him? So I mean, especially I mean, based on what you're saying of he, where if he, he's hitting. If he's hitting, I'm going to double check his splits and see where he's exactly where he's hitting uh, more often. But I'm pretty sure he's hitting like fifth uh, most. Yeah, he, he's he spent fifty three games uh, batting fifth. He's only batted second fourteen games this season. Uh, one of his stolen bases uh, came then, so I think I think part of it is where he's been kind of positioned, and mm-hmm. I don't see that changing at all no. because you're and not, I'm not worried about attendee or bets. So like if you're counting on maybe a second half speed boost, I don't think that's going to happen. But if dude's got six 64 RBI with those guys hitting in front of him, hitting for power, hitting for average. Uh, there's a lot to like here. Yeah, if you get if you get six to seven steals from Bogarts, great. But I'm really focused on the the offensive production here with batting average because I really think that if he has this kind of breakout that I'm talking about, we could see like a 320 with pop. Like I'm talking higher end, BABIP, everything you know is kind of working and you know good luck is working along with all of the uh, the quality work. So yeah, I'm not looking so much for speed for from Bogarts, but a lot of offensive production. Uh, so Will Myers, Xander Bogarts. Let's talk about our pitching breakout. Who do you like here? And he's already kind of had first half breakouts. So I like this one that you pick because you're going to have him continuing. Andrew Heaney as the Angels get Otani back and make the playoffs like we were talking about earlier. And you agreed 100% that they're going to make the playoffs, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, like they're going to try. and They are going to try. And uh, Heaney's going to be a big part of that. Talk to me about uh, well, and, this 27-year-old lefty. And the fact that they're going to try, I think um, – this Otani news makes me feel more comfortable about this because if they really think that they're in this race, then they're not going to shut down Andrew Heaney on innings True. because they can't afford to. You know, someone in my uh, Friends of Anzia Benefits staff chat was like, what do we do with, with Skaggs? Because, like, you know, he's coming up on his most amount of innings pitched, I think, as well. Uh, and it's like, who do the Angels have to shut these guys down? I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't think they can. And both guys are out of the injury nexus, which is generally like 24, 25 years old where you're at, or or you're at the highest risk. Doesn't mean they're not at risk at 26 and 27 for Skaggs and Heaney respectively, 
But I do think it's a situation where they're going to get pushed a little bit. It's not going to be the standard, you know, Verducci rule or whatever where they. If add I asked X you without looking right now, like who their fourth and fifth starters are. Um, so it's going to be Heaney, Skaggs, uh, Tropiano is going to come up. Okay, Chuck Finley. <laughs> And Frank Tanana's still yeah. there? No, I think he got traded. No, I'm going to say Jaime Berea, and I, I literally don't know. Don't know. No, Berea, I don't know where Berea is right now. Oh, but, okay. Uh, Who are they? It, it, Felix Pena and Deck McGuire. Oh, Pena's been pretty good, by the way. A little bit of maybe a sneak tip, interesting guy to look at. But uh, Deck McGuire, I remember he was a former Blue top Jay pick, and, but yeah. he hasn't been good, has he? I don't. Well, I mean, they just signed him. Okay, he's only had a few starts. I saw yeah. one of his starts with them, and it's like whatever. So yeah, they're not going to. The Angels are not going to be really. They're, they're not going to be able to. Which is your point? Not that they don't want to, but who the heck are they going to go to? Parker Bridwell, Miguel Almonte. So I think these guys are going to get pushed a bit. And Heaney had an excellent first half. He looks great. The changeup looks yeah. great. The slider looks great. The fastball does just enough coming from the left hand side. Uh, it's. You know he's keeping the ball in the yard. He's not walking anybody. I I really I've always liked Teeny, but um, yeah, I, I've I've really enjoyed what I've seen so far. Nick Pollock, uh, your 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 podcast mistress over there, uh, <laughs> did a fantastic spotlight on him this week or maybe this last week. Last week, I believe. Uh, go go and check that out because Nick always does great work, but he really I think outdid himself on this one. So I completely agree. So Andrew Heaney. That's a great one. Um, so basically stay the course with him because he had a nice first half. He can get even better or in the even, second I mean, half. I think there are going to be people out there that think that the innings shutdown is coming. Uh, yeah, and, and that they're jumping willing. off of a sinking yeah, ship. So exactly. you can get them at maybe a discount or or just not – Not going to have to overpay for them. Yeah, when we say discount, we're not talking free. But just like normally a guy like this who's had such a good first half, you have to pay a premium. You might not have to pay that extra premium for Andrew Heaney. Uh, my guy is Mike Clevenger, Ooh, and you know he one. had a big first half uh, performance-wise, three forty-seven ERA. You're like, well, well, how much higher can he go? The strikeouts were lagging though, and they were really uh, sporadic in the first, I would say, ten to twelve starts of the season. But lately, over the last six, he's got 49 strikeouts in 37 and two-thirds. We're starting to see those strikeouts get back with three double-digit outings and an eight right before he went into the break. So I think we can get, uh, you know, basically last year's. He's also cut the walks this year down from 4.4 to 3.0. I don't. I'm on B ref, so I don't have percentages. But that's I like seeing that with the strikeouts coming back. And so if if we get those two things in concert for the second half. I think the 311 ERA of last year, but even a better whip than anything we've seen, which he's a career 129 and he's at 124 this year. I think we can get a sub 120 whip with Clevenger and a low threes ERA and a butt ton of strikeouts on Cleveland. So I like Clevenger to really take another step and have an excellent second half. What do you think? Um, I'm right there with you. When you and I uh, went over your June or we went over both of our June pitcher ranks rest of the season, Pretty sure I had him in my top twenty-five starting pitchers yes. the rest of the way at that point, uh, and there's I, I've seen nothing but you know just steady improvements all season long. You know I, I know he's not necessarily a young pitcher, but you know he's still learning. That at the makes major me league more level. interested mm-hmm. in him, by the way. That he's you know he's twenty-seven years old. He's not he's not just figuring everything out still. He's he's 
he's kind of an established guy a little bit uh, in terms of his pro career, not so much his major league career. So I'm uh, I'm super excited. I think uh, uh, he is definitely a guy to buy in on. And again, another one of those guys that people are going to look at the surface numbers and go, okay, well, he he's he's good, but he's not like great. Um, and I think he can be great. Yeah, I think so too. So our breakouts are Will Myers, Andrew Heaney for Justin, Xander Bogarts, Mike Clevenger for me. Let's talk some rebounds. And you're hitting rebound. One of us was going to do it. Yeah. It, it had to be done. We had to talk Brian Dozier. He's already kind of starting maybe another one of his patented second half surges. And and you're you're thinking that we're going to get it all the way all the way through here because well, and I think he's going to get half. traded. That could be huge. You think to Milwaukee? That's been rumored. That that like that makes the most sense. And can you imagine him hitting in Miller Park? Oh, yes, I can, and I really like I really like imagining that. Uh, and by they, the way, and they I, let the people steal it. Will I mean we could see just a huge if he ends up in in Milwaukee, like the power speed goes through the roof. You know who cares? <laughs> the average isn't great. Um, but dude walks and he can hit for power and he can steal bases. Like it's just a perfect situation and it, it just needs to get done. The Brewers need to make some big moves here. Yes. Uh, and I think this is one that they're not gonna have to break the bank on. And they've said that they're not they're not they're not looking to make moves around the fringes. David Stearns has said, well, if we're gonna be out here in the market, we're making high impact moves. And that's a DeGrom, that's a Dozier, one of them, maybe both. I don't know, that'd be wild. But uh, they've got one the prospects to sure. do it. Absolutely, especially on a Dozier. He's a rental. Get it done, right? I mean, that, that one seems easy uh, for them to just say, we got to get this done. 298, 1,001 OPS, five homers in 15 July games too. So it's already starting to happen, but the bottom line numbers, 230, 314, 423, are such that if you do go out in the market to get them, again, you're not paying the full price because you can just tell your your trade partner, listen, I'm going to give you something good, but you can't charge me draft day Brian Dozier price. I'm not going to pay it. Um, okay, my guy, I mean, again, has already kind of started his turnaround, but he just can't get any worse than what Cole Calhoun did. Speaking of the Angels, see, we have all these positive things to say about the Angels. They're obviously making the playoffs. Hello. Uh, it has to happen. Cole Calhoun and Shohei Otani and uh, Andrew Heaney lead them to the promised land. No, I mean, what a nightmare first half. And the one thing that, I mean, I was cutting him everywhere. I'm not saying I, I stayed the course. But the fact that the Angels stayed the course did hearten me a bit because it was telling me that unless he was just flat out hiding an injury and just like lying to them, saying, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, and like his shoulder is killing him or something. Short of that, he was healthy, and he was, they just trusted that he was going to play out of it because he plays good defense, Cole Calhoun does, and he's there every day, you know, Punch the clock, ready to go, even though it was terrible, terrible performance, 52 WRC plus. And he's more of a career like, you know, he's a career 105. So this is not going to be to the level of what you're talking about with Dozier or what we're both going to talk about with our pitchers or, of course, what we were talking about with the breakout guys. But even if you're talking about a 270 with 10 to 12 homers the rest of the season, since it isn't a full 81 game second half it's more of like a 65 game that's not too bad i think that's valuable and it's free right now it's on your waiver wire in a lot of mixed leagues so cole calhoun is somebody whose skills i don't think have completely plummeted to match this god awful awful performance and like i said he's already coming out of it he has a 298 average 1072 ops and six homers in 13 july games so far so i say go well, out even just him. returning from the dl on uh june 18th 
He's hitting 274, 319, 607 with eight home runs and a stolen base. See, I like that. And and the 274, I think, is a good guideline for what you can get rest of way. I don't think he'll keep that eight homers per 25 game pace because that's a 52 home run pace for a full season. What, but you again, don't buy that? That's how the ball. Angels make the playoffs. That is, you know what? You sold me. You're right. There are angels hit. in the outfield. There are angels in the outfield, and they are named Cole Calhoun. So we got Calhoun and Dozier rebounding on the offensive side. By the side. way, like, I, just just for the listeners, I, I don't care about Cole Calhoun. Oh yeah, yeah. You you shut I, that down. Yeah. Um, yeah. No no love for I, it. I, I, need, I, I need to do a pod with Todd Zola. He would like it. This like I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you're you're right. He can't be any worse than he's been. Like he's got to get better. But like, there's no upside on a Cole Calhoun. Like this is. An AL only player, you know, real deep, mixed. I two two seventy ten twelve homers with good county numbers around it. I think is upside yeah, for just, for a waiver pickup. Like, but like the, we've seen the downside. So like we like, have like the risk reward. Like if I'm going to take a big risk reward, I, I big want those. Risk. I want well, it's big risk because he tanks your team if you keep him on your team. No, he doesn't. How long are you going to keep week? him? How one week is going to tank your team well, in July? It's gonna, I mean, not in a roto league, but like in a, a head-to-head, he could tank your week in a, in a head-to-head. Anybody could do that, yeah, though, in one no. week. There's I'm no upside. Like, this. this is not, like, like who cares if he hits another 10 home runs? Like, like that that's that's the upside. I, w- I want the upside of, you know, the guy that could hit, you know, 20 home runs. Or the, you How know, many guys can do that? Not Cole Calhoun. How many Calhoun? guys do you think are going to hit 20 home runs in the, in the not, second half? But, like, there's an upside play. Like, it's not like that they can, but... He like, could. Like, um, like he could any more no. than anybody else could, though. The like, only uh, reason he's still so playing nebulous. on this Angels team and got a chance to even rebound is because he's such a good defensive player. Okay. I love guys like that. I that do, too. That, and defense that does get matter. to stick around because of defense just, and work work through it. I, I just don't care about Cole Callahan. He doesn't care about you. He just texted me. I don't care about Justin. And I said, I agree. Let's well, do the Well, hopefully pod. Andrew Heaney does. Does Andrew Heaney care about Justin? F no, he put. Okay, so there you go. Wow. Um, yeah, roasted. Roasted. Let's talk about your pitcher. We love Cleveland, apparently. We love Cleveland pitchers. You got Carlos Carrasco. Now, you said you were uh, struggling to really find a guy. You didn't see a lot of guys that you thought were going to rebound. Yeah. You weren't, you weren't buying in. So you're looking at Cole Cal- or, um I always had Cole Calhoun's page up. You're looking at Carlos Carrasco. Obviously, he has to come back from injury, but then you're ready for him to uh, to get going and, and, and be himself. What is his timeline right now? Um, You know, honestly, I don't I'm really pulling know. it up. I got you. Um, I got you. Oh, wait. He's off the deal. I, yeah, I'm was, so stupid. I didn't realize I'm sorry. he was on the deal. I'm like, sorry. I thought he was still on the deal. You know, it's. I think it's just a generally safe assumption to assume that Carlos Carrasco's on the deal. But like, <laughs> no, I, he's not, he's not. go ahead. Go the ahead, underlying buddy. skills are fine. Like yep. it's you know, and I, I know there are, cons, you know, concerns with some of his stuff, but ultimately the underlying skills are there. Uh, he's got to improve. FIP and XFIP both. Uh, what like almost a full run under his ERA strikeouts have been there. Uh, he's walking. No, you know, the walk rate is right in line with where it's been. Homers are mm-hmm. a little bit up, but you know, that'll stabilize. I, I like, there's not much to really complain about with Carlos Carrasco. And so uh, if I'm going to bank on a guy, I want to bank on a guy who's done it before and showing this, you know, the same skills that he's always shown. Yeah, 412 ERA is like, okay, it's, it hasn't even been that bad. But this is ace quality that we're mm-hmm. talking about. So relative to like where he was drafted and the cost, 
it has been something that where people are like, God, I wish I'm not, I didn't pay for 412. I need, I need something in the low to mid threes. So uh, you're seeing Carlos Carrasco get back there. I totally understand. You go out and buy him though. You are paying full freight. I don't think anybody's giving him at a discount. I think it could be worth it though. I'm not I, against. You no, know, I, th- I think there. it's totally worth it. I mean, if you look, the swing and strike rate is exactly in line with where it was last year. Uh, the O strikeout rate's barely down, by yeah, the way. The the O swing is actually up. Uh, the contact uh, contact rate right in line with where it's been in the past. Um, pitch values are actually better on the fastball this year, which oh, I, okay, you know, so yeah, because he's usually a bad fastball guy, and so he's he hasn't been. You know, it's it's not a good fastball, but it's an average one this year, and that's actually an improvement for him. So yeah, I'll take that know, for granted. The slider is the thing that's I think cost him a little bit, but uh, maybe coming back now healthy, I think uh, we could see a little bit of bump from him. And I just believe right. I believe in the 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 guy. I've always been a Carrasco guy. So and yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah. you have been too. So yeah, yeah. he's awesome. Um, I hope he stays healthy. You know, he's got he's had some really bad luck too. Because didn't he get hit with a batted ball this time again yeah. too? Like what is and up he is with a this magnet guy? for the ball? He reminds me of the the softball guy who who lobs him in there too low, and they all keep coming back up the box, and he's like, "What the hell?" And it's like, "Well, stop making it so that's really the only place that the ball can go." Obviously, I don't think there's some sort of effect for that in MLB, but. He gets hit by an inordinate number of baseballs, like right back up the box that do damage. It really is. But I I like Carrasco a lot. You you do go out and get him. You you are paying the premium, but it's worth it. And he can be he can be such a game changer because if he puts up a 250 in the second half with just gobs of strikeouts, is anybody surprised? No. And if this is the worst we've seen from him, okay. Exactly. That's not like a big like. You know, you didn't you, what you paid on draft day. You know, you you want better than that, but it's not like it's murdering. You're not like it's not like John Gray going out there and throwing up like Correct. a seven ERA. Yeah, and, and you're just crushed. You can't say you're losing because of Carrasco. No, you know anyone that uh, end of season assessment. Well, Carrasco didn't come through. That's not why he lost your league. You know that that I I hate when people do that with the guy who like just was a little. He was in his range of outcomes, but he wasn't at the at the peak end, it's like, that's not why you lost. Um, so I like the Carrasco one. I went with Zach Godley and it's, you know, you have, you have, you have bigger stones than me, sir. I know. Uh, And it's, it's, (laughs) I, I'm blessed with it with giant stones. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it was hard to find one though, by the way, I understood why you went with a superstar and said that he was going to rebound because, uh, there weren't a lot of places to go, but I liked I liked Zach Godley a lot. I was buying in, and obviously he's been a a, a flop to this point. A four sixty one has been rough. If you were paying, if you if you were jumping in and and kind of paying that top dollar for Godley that he was costing the high end of his draft stock, you needed more than a four sixty one here. But it is still over a strikeout per inning, and the curveball is starting to come back. And that was something when I. Did a profile on him. The curveball had fallen apart to the point where there was it wasn't challenging anybody, so they weren't swinging at it. It actually had more break, which I think was hurting him because it, they were non-competitive pitches. It was clear to see, okay, this one's gonna bounce on the plate. I won't swing at it. So they were laying off of it. Well, that has started to turn now, and it started with a start in Colorado. And I originally thought like maybe the the air, the way the you know, breaking balls don't uh, don't break as much. I was like, did did he lose a little bit of the break in Colorado, and that 
that helped him. Uh, but apparently it was a mechanical change. It wasn't just the happenstance of being in Colorado because the curveball has been great since that start as well. 7.4 pitch value over his last seven starts. 379 ERA with 46 strikeouts and 40 and a third for Godley. I think he's quietly turning it around. And the fact that he does still have a 461 composite number means you can go get him on the cheap now with a 153 whip. The whip's been a nightmare. Um, I don't, I can't promise that, that that's going to be great, even even if as he continues to hopefully find some success, because even during this run, it's been at 148 because he's still walking, guys. So that's the concern. But I think he's at least working through it. He has improved, and I like Zach Godley to have a better second half than what we saw in the first half, something like a 370 uh, ERA range, and then um, and then a lot of strikeouts and probably some quality wins because he's on a good team. I want to believe you. I really you do. Then. And, and do it. Uh, Kyle Bishop a while back. Uh, he. Uh, uh, he's from over at Pitcher List uh, as well uh, with Nick. I think he he does uh, early see for a while there. He was doing a lot of the podcasts like early on in the preseason and stuff like that. He like tweeted a picture of like a cowboy looking off in the distance and just put uh, Zach Godley. I just can't quit you. Like yep. <laughs> like and that's that's how I feel because I keep running him out there thinking thinking it's gonna turn around. Like uh, can he get rid of the cutter? Like. Like, uh, yeah, I mean that was a big big issue too, though. Was that still uh, thrown it like twenty two percent of the time, which is like I I know he doesn't I, I know the change I think isn't he great either. He needs it. Yeah, he he doesn't because it's a garbage pitch. I mean, it was terrible. It was good last year. It's been a nightmare this year. Yeah, it's he needs it's been to a complete stop nightmare. throwing it because I mean it just it's crushing him a little bit. Uh, I I just I'd rather see him throw the bad change up more. I just, I, yeah, and even during this run, it still has a minus 6.1 pitch value, the cutter. So the cutter hasn't improved. It's been fastball and changeup that have what's that the change up or curveball, curveball. The the changeup's at minus 1.2. So that's, it's been a, you know not about negative average. one is better than negative six. So exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. I just think maybe he needs to flip that around a little bit. Um, he's just like he's like the only guy that hasn't benefited much from the humidor. I think that could and, change. I'm, I would make a case that that's been part of his problem, too, mm-hmm. because of the added break, the added movement. He can't rein the pitches oh, in. Godly can't. He has been better. He's got a th- because, yeah, he does have a 372 at home, but I'm, I'm almost saying that, like, that maybe there's some – he should be even better at home, you would think, because he's, he's you know got the improved grip and can get better stuff. I, I almost think it's a little bit too wild. He, he needs to rein it in a little bit, and that's what I was saying with the curveball. So I like Godley. I think he's a good bounce back. And in some 10 and 12 teamers, he's on the wire. So you can take a free shot and, and, and just see what's what. I mean, so, if, if you look since that Colorado start, he's had he's actually been fantastic except for the one blow-up start against the Giants. Against the Giants, yep. So, and, I mean, you're going it, to – it's not a great division to pitch in right now because you've got – you know, four teams competing, but you know, you still get San Diego a number of times. Yeah. There are some botter feeders. So, uh, I, yeah, I'm, oh God, I'm buying back in with you. This is all. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Let's go. Zach Galley. So our rebounds are Brian Dozier, Carlos Carrasco for Justin, Cole Calhoun, Zach Godley for me. All right. Let's finish up with some bold predictions. Just some second half things that we can see coming through. Um, but on the, on the, the more bold end here. So we're, we're looking for some, uh, some long shot stuff here. I love your first one. I 
desperately hope you're right. I just love I Tommy right. Pham. I'm, I'm absolutely right. And it's it's Tell us about it. Tommy Pham will finish the season with 25 home runs and 25 stolen bases. Now, where is he now? What would that 14 for- and 9 right now. So, he's going to okay. he's going to get at least another uh 11 home runs and at least another 14 or 16 stolen bases. Um and honestly, I wanted to say it was going to be 30-25, but I I hedged my You know what? I'm making it 30-25. Let's go. Uh, yeah. If you look at the StatCast data on Tommy Pham, he is a launch angle change and just a slight one away from just going absolutely ham. Hits the ball hard uh, and, you know, barrels the ball up. I mean, this is just – he has just not gotten the balls to fall in the way he needs to. The launch angle needs to change. It needs to raise just a little bit so these balls start going out of the yard and stop getting caught. Mm-hmm. Um but he, like I said, just a small change away from just going absolutely ham. And Fam is a guy I believe can make that kind of change and, and just really go off. And uh, maybe the maybe Mike Matheny leaving town is a nice yes. little charge for uh, for this team and for him, uh, especially because I know that him and Matheny uh, had some <laughs> issues, uh, or reportedly they've had some issues. So. Uh, I'm banking on Tommy Pham. I think th- I think when we come into drafts next year, we're looking at him as a potential second or third round pick because he's going to go. He's going to go ham in the second half. Uh, fam, hashtag Fam goes ham. I am so with it. I want I want this to be right. I really do. And he opened the second half with a homer for you, in a three Boom. for four effort. He gets John Lester this afternoon. I'm getting him back in my ten team lineup. He's been he's been on back and forth on the bench and whatnot. Oh, I forgot Gary's back too. Got to fix that. I'm gonna play um, just for today. I'm gonna play him in uh, in Tout Daily. Just gonna do it. Well, does Tout Daily count a two twenty game? Oh, damn it! I am yeah, they're, not they're, gonna play him. In they're Tout against Daly. the Cubs. Sorry, Stupid burst burst Cubs. your bubble there. Stupid Cubs. That, that's always an ap- a- a- applicable statement, right? Mm-hmm. Stupid Cubs. Get roasted, Cubs. Uh, all right, so. My first one is similar, and I've got Aaron Hicks finishing 30-20. 30 homers, 20 steals. Yeah. All right. How close is he already? He's got, uh, what, 15 and 8, I think. Uh, Let's see. 16 and 8. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. So he needs 12 steals and 14. That's that's exactly it. And, you know, it's just the my my favorite thing. You know, when the skills are in place – Gamble on the health and, and just kind of kind of hope you get lucky there too because especially with with Aaron he's Hicks, quietly he's, just crushing it. He's had so and it just always gets derailed by injury though. He has a career high of one twenty three hundred twenty three games back in twenty sixteen. He hasn't he hasn't eclipsed a hundred in any other season. So it's not a great. It's still a long shot bet. That's why it's a bold prediction for him to stay healthy. But I love Aaron Hicks. His talent is off the charts. Um, and if he stays healthy, I think. I, not that it's a lock, but I think he would really, really uh, have a great chance to push that that thirty twenty. So that was my first one, Aaron Hicks. Forty three percent hard contact rate. Uh, was raised his just uh, traditional contact rate. Uh, he's, that that yeah, park, of he's course. still walking thirteen percent of the time. That park, that lineup. Yeah, he could uh, if he stays healthy, man. This is going to be a huge year for people who bought in, and I know you and I both did. Yep, that, that's where I'm at with Aaron Hicks. All right, your next one. Yeah, you know, we we did pick a lot of guys that uh, that each other like because Teoscar Hernandez, what a goon, huge fan. I I laid off of him a little bit. I was trying to go. I was going to get a share everywhere. I was going to get him in every single league, no matter. Then they signed Granderson and Grichuk. 
I tapped the brakes. Oh, see, that's when you should have do like, that. I know yeah, because... because the price went down, and we. Learned, mm-hmm. I'm a stupid idiot, and I was even preaching on this show. Don't let, don't let talent, you know, go by the wayside because you think it's blocked. That stuff plays itself out, and so I just didn't get as many. I've got them on three teams, which is still good, but I wanted to have them literally on every single. Even my NL only, I was just going to stash them just in case. You know, you just got to get them uh, on reserve just in case there's a. Uh, a move to the NL for the for Toronto Blue Jays, but uh, I love Teoscar. You've got him for thirty yaks, so that's fifteen more. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, shorter second half, so he's only going to get like sixty five ish games to do that. So that would be pretty special. Talk to us about Teoscar for thirty homers. Oh man, I I wanted to be like, oh, he's gonna go, he's gonna finish thirty fifteen because this dude has speed. Like he has speed, and he's shown it in the minor leagues. It just hasn't come to fruition with the Blue. Blue Jays, so he's got three stolen bases. I think he could definitely tick up in the stolen base department too. But uh, I mean, right now he's just mashing. And if you if you go and sort the Statcast leaderboard, he comes up in the top twenty of every single good category. It's just Jeez. hard hit, uh, exit velocity, barrel percentage. He's I want to say like top five or you know uh, in barrel percentage. It's just. He is just squaring up every ball, hitting it well, hitting it hard, uh, and I think balls are going to just continue to fly out of the park for him. He's uh, uh, and I, again another one of these guys because Toronto is in Canada and kind of out of the way, um, and the Blue Jays suck. Like people aren't talking about just how good <laughs> Teoscar Hernandez. <laughs> well, they do. Let's be You're honest. You're not wrong. It's just no. and I was like, and the Blue Jays I, suck. I, I was hoping the Blue Jays would be pretty good because I saw like certain aspects of this team that was uh, really intriguing. But let's be honest, they haven't been, and no, they just, haven't. They're going to be worse here. Health in a has been bit. a nightmare for them too, because I thought they came in with a pretty solid rotation. Yeah, you know. Top to bottom, it wasn't star studded, but it was it was strong. There was one no through weaknesses, five. And, exactly. And all this team has been is weak. Yep, exactly. Except so no, for I'm, I'm with you there. Except for Teoscar, um, and and Justin Smoke's been solid again this year, but they've had a few bright spots, but not much. Um, so yeah, I like this one, Teoscar. And like you said, you're going for the power. There's some sneak tip speed. Now he is three for seven on the bases so far this year, but if they just kind of let him kind of Figure it yeah, out. What are they playing for? Who cares exactly. if he runs into Maybe an you out? can accumulate, um, you know, seven, eight steals. That would be huge along with your 15 homers. So I like that one a lot. Teoscar Hernandez, 30 homers. Um, ends with 30 homers, not hits 30 in the second half because he'd only have 67 games to do that, which would be impressive. Uh, my next one is Kenta Maeda, top 20 pitcher. And, you know, this is another one that probably requires some health, or not probably, but definitely does. And in, in, you know, that's not been his his forte for for Kenta Maeda. But you look at the skills. You look at what he's done: thirty percent strikeout rate. Um, you know, nine percent, eight point eight nine percent walk rate is not knocking your socks off, but it's not bad. And he's actually been a career seven percent. So I could even see that improving if if we're being honest. His first pitch strike rate still in check. Um, you know, his zone rates down a little bit. That's probably where, where the walks are amplified, but he might be saying, let me walk a few more to cut this home run rate because home runs, he's at 1.1 for his career 0.62 this year for Maeda. So 312 ERA 122 whip. Uh, he was 32nd on ESPN's player rater for SPs this in the first half here. So, 
you know, maybe 20 doesn't feel like a huge jump, but for me, that would be pretty substantial for him to be top 20 the rest of the way. Um, because then you're getting into the, into the elite tier there. Um, you know, the, that second part of the elite tier. And I, I think he's going to get there. So I really like what Kenta Maeda does. And I think he can be a, a top 20 the rest of the way. What do you think? You know, uh, if we had talked about this a month ago, I would have said you were crazy. But the one thing he's doing is going deeper into games. like, And that's what I was going to bring up next. And, and, and that's huge. Uh, over his last four starts, uh, he's gone uh, seven innings, seven innings, five and two-thirds, five and two-thirds. Uh, and he has a total of six walks and 25 innings. Because he used to be like a flat five five and dive sort of guy like like last year well like, and, I, and they, they i think the dodgers were protecting him now exactly the dodgers can't afford to they've got too well, many other injuries they need they're they're in the middle of a race yep. uh that's super competitive they need him to be good uh and get length for that team so uh i think the dodgers are not are going to throw caution to the wind they want to win a, a world series he needs to be a part of that in this rotation, and so uh, I think they're going to let him keep doing it. Well, and he's and he's getting those innings efficiently. The two seven-inning outings were 84 and 97 pitches, respectively, with nine strikeouts in both. That is utter dominance of the Cubs and Rockies when you're still getting that many strikeouts and staying under 100 pitches. So I really like Kenta Maeda. Um, I do understand the health concerns, but that's why it's a bold prediction that he would finish top 20. Uh, your next one, I mean, I said bold, not stupid. No, I'm sorry. You got to go with it. Kyle Gibson is the greatest pitcher alive. Oh my God, and I'm not talking about from like whacker. a pitcher perspective, just as a person. Uh, just <laughs> I hate you so much. Uh, well, feel feel free to feel free to maybe go a little bit deeper here on Gibson because he has had a pretty solid season. Like, what what do you realistically expect in the second half? I just expect and, him and to do, you think do he gets the traded? same. I don't think he gets traded. I think they're okay. going to uh, uh, keep him in their rotation for next year. I think what he's done is pretty legit. Um, so far, like it's not like going to be a huge improvement. He's a mid threes ERA pitcher that you got super late in drafts because I was talking about him. Yep, and I was telling people how terrible he's, he yeah, is. Yeah, he's, he's my Chris Stratton redemption. Yeah, because Stratton's yeah off. Though Stratton could be back with Samardra on the DL. My wife was help, my wife was like watching me like come up with these bold predictions, and she she wrote down Jeff Samardra turns into an actual shark. Which is probably the best one of the bunch. Yes. I'm here for that. Jeff Samarja as an actual shark, that's yeah, probably he'd, our he'd best one. be more one. valuable for, for the team as a whole because at least he sells some tickets. And they could put him in the cove mm-hmm. when he's not pitching. He could, he could be chasing down the, the home run balls that go into the cove. Or the so kayakers. That, oh, he could just eat the kayakers. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Oh, I love that. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm here for that one. Um, and Kyle Gibson, greatest pitcher alive, that's pure fiction he's terrible at everything except weed whacking uh mine i'm getting a little negative here miles michaelis outside the top 50 starters rest of season i love what he's doing and i i actually think he's he's good but i'm going for a bold one here and i'm saying that everything works against him because this would this would not just be a skills thing because i don't think his skills are are outside the top 50 this would be luck going against you a whole bunch too like a, a, a lot of things working against michaelis in addition to some regression because 
I just don't think you can maintain this kind of performance with that much contact. And he has a 17% strikeout rate. And there's a lot of things that he's doing to mitigate, you know, having that much contact and still being successful at 230 average. Uh, he plays a role in it, 50% ground ball rate. I think he, you know, he induces playable contact. 46% medium, 20% soft contact like that. Those are positive factors while keeping the ball on the ground. It's just been so perfect that, frankly, what I've got, he's been on the, the, the highest end of his spectrum. I've got him basically going to the complete opposite end instead of, which it, what he'll probably do is, is meander back to the middle. But I've got him bypassing that, going all the way back to the other side and posting like a 490 ERA and, uh, you know, obviously no strikeouts with it. And I, I've got I've got Miles Michaelis outside the top fifty. Uh, I'm asking a question because I I can't seem to find it because I'm not uh, I, I'm a company man so I only use Fangraphs but <laughs> every once in a while I'll, I'll venture over to BRAF because they've got a couple different things. I use both. I will oh, freely admit that. I would well, even tell Dave, listen, I love our website, but uh, I I've yeah, got yeah. I love both. Love I, both. I, I yeah I only use Fangraphs so um, I know like you can find the Japanese stats. Uh, mm-hmm. typically, but like how many innings was he throwing in Japan? Like I... he threw, uh, 188 last year. Oh, okay. So never mind. Then yeah, I, so I was... he should be good to go. I have no idea about that. You know, Tim McLeod is like the, the guy He's who knows the guy. about he, Japanese. He tipped history. me off on him. I remember yeah. at fall league, he said, miles Michael is coming back. You remember the name? I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, garbage. Like he was no good when he was here. He's like, yep. Went over there, remade himself. He's good keep him on your list when it comes and, to like japanese or kbo stuff like he's my go-to guy same like he was talking up tanaka before i knew who the hell he was mm-hmm. and um you know otani was a little bit more of everyone kind of knew him but like yeah tim but is he was always talking there. about otani like two or three years ago uh yeah and then everyone was talking about him if you're on facebook there's a great uh facebook uh group uh called the bullpen it's uh kind of uh uh, connected to Tim's uh, podcast, which is Prospects 361 uh, with uh, uh, Rich Wilson, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's got like two thousand plus people in it, and it's gr- uh, including a lot of fantasy analysts. Um, but uh, it's like it's a great place to go talk baseball and um, uh, with a lot of smart guys. But Tim is you know the leader over there, and. Uh, um, you can ask him a lot of questions, and he does post a lot of Asian baseball stuff for guys who may be coming over. Yeah, and so he, like I said, he was high on Michaelis right off the top, and so far he's been a thousand percent right. And again, this is bull prediction. So, I, in my heart, if I'm just being real, you know, I'm trying to go for the for the next level. I really see him as more of like a mid to high threes the rest of the way, but. If everything kind of breaks against him, the BABIP shoots up. People then start talking, seeing him more. Yeah. So that that's what I'm saying. Michael is uh, outside the top 50. That would be kind of a wild one. So uh, take a look at that. But that's going to wrap us up. We gave we gave him an epic one to uh, open up the second half. Hopefully they right. enjoy it. I, I know some people miss our three-hour podcast from the preseason. But you got to – Those are kind of a preseason yeah, thing. You know, got but a then, good but hour for yeah, this this one should definitely uh, satiate them for the weekend. We get baseball back tonight. We get a full slate actually starting up in about thirty minutes here, or uh, an hour in in thirty minutes with that uh, with that Chicago Cubs game. 
Justin, are you and uh, Jason talking about doing anything on Sunday or what? Uh, we should because we haven't been able to get together the last few weeks. So uh, I will uh, I'll hit him up and make sure we get something going Sunday. Keep, keep me on that thread in, in case I can jump in. But okay. uh, I, I don't know how long I'm supposed to – like what my streaming schedule is looking like on, on Saturday nights. That's why I'm usually not on it, folks, is if I stream until like 6 or 7 in the morning, then – It's I really try, hard to I, get up at 10. Yeah, I set an alarm, but – usually sleep right through it so it, it it's the j and j with the maybe paul but then you'll get you'll get me later that night with nick anyway so sundays are usually a double dose uh on fan graphs anyway but uh great talking with you and yeah. uh, go vote for us later. for the podcast awards and, and yes podcastawards.com make sure you vote for friends with fantasy benefits us and our guys um over pop goes your world pop goes the world with yancey and chris mcbrien yancey eaton and chris mcbrien so all right justin i'll talk to you later take it easy Fair advantage to dominate your fantasy baseball league? Well, look no further and download Squad QL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. Download Squad QL for free for your Apple and Android devices. Squad QL recommends the best starting lineup each day based on your starters, bench players, and free agent pool. How does Squad QL actually do this? The app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual roster, your league scoring system. The app also provides waiver wire recommendations, daily updates to player rankings, and much more. Head to the Apple app or Google Play stores to download Squad QL, your all-in-one fantasy baseball manager. Squad QL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy Lineup optimizer trusted by over 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android.